You got it. What's, what's good, up, what's Chilling, chilling. All right, first things first. Can you hear me well? Yep. My mic sounds nice. <laughs> yep. What's up, homie? Nothing chilling. All right. I'll do the introduction. This is Digga Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. This is Digga Two Guns News and Views. Yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> first things first. Thank you, listeners, from the last show. Like I said, it was a show that was off the hip. But, you know, we still we still got 13 plus. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Very nice. 13 plus. And like I said, that's all that's all due to you guys. So I think the listeners first things first. Oh my God. That like you guys are incredible. So the other the other day, Two Gun and I were talking, and I just said, why don't we do a show about 1998? And I know the first thing y'all thinking is, why are they doing a show that, you know, about 20 years ago? Because being a hip hop head, in my eyes, 1998 was the second best year in music. In my eyes, like I said. What do you think was the first? In my opinion, it was 1994. 94. Mm-hmm. I think like 93, 94, 95, 96, 97 was just... Time. I like, mean, that's when... Everything was, I don't know, probably like the budget, to be honest with you. All right, this is this is what made Everything was just like at a grand scale of bigness and everything was coming to, you know, hip-hop was big, but like <clears throat> 98, it just was getting to that pinnacle of bigness. Exactly. Taking over everything. Exactly. Because you got to remember, in 98, they had the Voltron Sprite commercials, right? Yeah. Like, the all generations of hip-hop, you know, forms one genre. That was and a goodie mob. They had two. Remember, they had the Voltrons, and then for the females, they had the Deadly Venoms. Yeah. I don't so, know if that was the same year or the next year, but they definitely had, like... That was it. No, it was all in the same year. Okay. So this is like when Sprite was jumping big on the hip-hop bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Everything close, everything was following hip-hop. FUBU. FUBU had its biggest um, emergence in 98. So, yeah, FUBU come out. Everything was, you know, garnered towards hip-hop nowadays from mm-hmm. clothing. Like, and one thing that I loved about hip-hop is they took something that was typically, you know, obsolete like ski goggles. Mm-hmm. And we started wearing ski goggles for no apparent reason at all. For no fucking reason. We wouldn't wear all. them on our, we wouldn't wear them on our eyes. We'd wear them on our head. Sideways. Right. So and fashion at that point in time, you know, Carl can I, white shirt, you know, Bang All the hip hop label, you had uh, Naughty Gear, Wu Wear, Rough Rider right. Denim, Rocker Wear, Esco. Uh, Esco. Everybody um, forgets Nas had a clothing brand. That, I um, think he was. I don't. 
I don't even know if that was his clothing brand or he was just like a, a, a spokesperson. spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fat Joe had FJ five fifty. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who wear? Who wear? Uh, Mecca, Aniche, Shabazz Brothers. Just listen to the song "Who Wear," the Garment Renaissance, and you'll know all the hip hop uh, gear from that time. Dapper Dan. Like there was a lot going on. Um, there was a lot. Man, PNB. Right. Davucci. Um, what's the name? Um, LRG started in '98. Boff. Boss. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. A lot. Everything was gone towards hip hop. Right, right. But one thing that I did want to talk about is, you know. We do talk about hip hop a lot, right? So what I wanted to do was go through the weeks of nineteen ninety eight and talk about a few hip hop releases. Because ninety eight, like I said, was a big year in hip hop because there was over one hundred rap CD well, hip hop CDs released. And that's the first of the insurgence of hip hop. Because uh-huh. before then it was maybe forty, fifty releases. Uh-huh. Now listen, we're not major Right, right. We're not going to talk about all 100 plus. We're only going to highlight a few. I am going to highlight almost every No Limit album that came out that year because No Limit was the number one independent label that year. And, and I will the, highlight every Wu-Tang album that came out that year. Exactly. And of all the 26 releases that No Limit had that year, 23 went either gold, platinum, or multi-platinum. And that's an accomplishment for any label. Yeah, it is. So... I'm going to start with January 13th, which was the first hip-hop release that year. And it was the Lox's Money, Power, Respect. On Bad Boy. That was the shiny suit era. The shiny suit era, yeah. But the Lox, even though the Lox were in the shiny suit era, that album was gritty. I would say the grittiest Bad Boy album ever. Yeah, it was half and half. Because, you know, Puffy got to have the radio shit. Right. So the yeah, if you think I'm jiggy. But Puffy knew what sold though. But those they who did. those who lived it in was Yonkers, called your soul. Yeah, those who lived in Yonkers. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but those who lived in Yonkers knew that wasn't what the locks were about. Yeah. So We Are the Streets came out, what was it, two thousand? Mm-hmm. Which I'll always say is the locks's real major label debut. Really, they're really major label everything. True, true story, true story. Yeah, everything else was D Block, other than you know, then you got the solo shit, but that's right, the life. So, January 20th, saw Young Bleed, who's a no limit artist with my balls and my word. And the thing about Young, the thing about Young Bleed is he didn't sound like any other no limit artist, he didn't sound like anybody else on the planet. That's true, that's true. <laughs> But he had this like thick draw, like his voice was layered in molasses. It was very distinct and very like southern drawl, and you know, it was different. It's like having a, it's like having a conversation with your uncle almost. It's like MJG, like there's no other rapper right. or has a voice like MJG. MJG almost sounds like he could be either a preacher or a pimp or a, a football coach. Absolutely. <laughs> It's just one of those voices. 
very, very underrated and underappreciated. All right, so next up is February 17th, Silk the Shocker released Charger to the Game. Now, I will always say Charger to the Game was No Limits' first real grand production, if that makes sense. That was outside of Master P. Because the who's who on No Limit, including Skull Duggery, which he released the album later on in the year, everybody that was on the label was on this one CD. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, excuse me, everybody that was on the label at the time. Yeah. And, you know, this CD was the second appearance of Snoop, but his first as a No Limit Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, going on from that, we got March 3rd, Scarface released My Homies. Double album. Double album. And the funny thing about My Homies that a lot of people don't know is My Homies was a 30-song album, and Scarface was only on 15 of them. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. <clears throat> March 10th, one of Tone's favorite CDs released, Killer Priest, Heavy Mental. Yeah. You want to go ahead and talk about that for a second or? Um, you know, that was that was like the first, I want to say, big affiliate album outside right. of like Shaheem or Killer Army because right. he was in the group Sons of Man, which like, you talk about Wu-Tang, people, you know, they say it's so many people, but you think about Wu-Tang and like who they're really close to, it's Wu-Tang, Killer Army, Sons of Man. That's like the right. top team. You know what I mean? And he was a part of that. And a lot of people don't know that Killer Priest would have actually been the ninth member of the Wu-Tang Clan, but he fell asleep when they were recording Mystery of Checks Boxing, and Master Killer ended up getting on the song. Right. So he would have actually been the ninth member. Little known history. And RZA sued him for putting a W on the album. I don't know why. That's crazy. Yeah. So, March 17th, the second Miller Boy release from the No Limit Camp, Sea Murder released Life or Death. And that was his debut album, right? That's his debut album. His debut and his highest selling album at 3 million copies. Probably was his best album, to be honest with you. Uh, Yeah, that in my opinion, that was his best album. And yeah, it's my favorite, my personal favorite from him. I won't comment too much on this because we have a lot of CDs to get through, but Life or Death was the side of No Limit that not only showed independence, but ghetto fabulous. Because, like, I mean, Pete always catered his CDs to be street, but this CD was a street CD that was very polished. Yeah. So. Very polished. You would think of C-Murk, you just think of unpolishedness. Exactly. So, March 24th, another one of Two Guns' favorite albums, Cappadonna's The Pillage. That's his debut solo album. Correct. Uh, His best best body of work also. You think so? Of course. Of course. March 31st, three CDs that I heavily enjoy. Daz Dillinger's Retaliation, Revenge, and Get Back. Gangstar's Moment of Truth, which I think we will cover, and Smith & Wesson's The Rude Awakening. Um, what was the first one saying that again? Oh, Dazzling that was his solo album, his first solo no, that, album. Yeah, that's his debut solo. Uh-huh. And um, 
I wanted to talk about Gangstar Moment of Truth for a second because, in I my opinion, that's one of the most underrated hip hop CDs of all time, production wise. Best of all time. Production wise, it was so stellar. There's not one bad beat on that album. No, everything about it is is just greatness. Is it, 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 Moment of Truth. <clears throat> moment of Truth, yeah. You know. And so, actually, in the title track is one of my favorite songs too. Oh, like, absolutely! You know, I always like Gangstar. Always and, thought of him as a duo, even though only one person rapped. But that was always one of my favorites. Do you know Betrayal is actually one of the songs that put my ear towards Scarface? Oh, really? Yeah. Money, greed, and lust. Right, right. So April seventh. Do or Die release Head to Tails, Goody Mob release Still Standing, and No Limit release a... Not the um, shortcut Smith & Wesson, but that album was pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry about that. The Rude Awakening. But, um, like I said, Do or Die release Head to Tails. I wanted to say Boot Camp Click was one of the first underground major... Hip-hop supergroups. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They kept it street. They never really oh, did yeah. the radio shit. Kept it street. Oh, that's a fucking loop. Kept it hip hop, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't even say kept it street. They kept it strictly you know, hip hop. Shout out to the boot camp clip for sure. Recipes Sean Price. Sean P. April 7th, Do or Die's Heads or Tails, Goody Mob Still Standing, and a No Limit compilation to I Got the Hookup soundtrack. Shout out to Master P for. Uh, I got the hookup part two coming out next year. Next year, yeah, uh, 20, 20 years later. So, but um, that movie like, did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer. Yeah, it looks pretty funny. I must say, DC Young Fly. <laughs> yeah, but um, I do want to mention one thing about the I got the hookup soundtrack. With the I got the hookup soundtrack, it had post on it, it had Jay Z from New York. Ice Cube doing Ghetto Bed. You know, of course, the South was represented. The Midwest was represented. Like, they had a track on there with ODB and Mystical. Like, that shit was bananas. Perfect combination. <clears throat> so, next up, we got April 28th. A lot of CDs was released this day, but I'm only going to mention the two worth mentioning. In my opinion, is Big Pun's Capital Punishment and WC's The Shadiest One. Capital Punishment was a huge release that year. The first Latino rapper to go platinum. Uh-huh. And that's before he went platinum before his pro, you know, predecessor, Fat Joe. Uh-huh. Before his mentor. Like, mentor, yeah. Pre- I said predecessor. Yeah, he went platinum before his mentor. But I mean, the song "Super Lyrical" alone was enough to go platinum for me. <clears throat> uh, still not a player was enough. It's, exactly. You know, even you had, it was the perfect combination. The, the song you came up with him and Nori. Everything was a perfect combination. Like, and the album came out at a good time too, because it was almost. About, when you think about what? how Bad Boy tries to make like mix the street with the radio. Uh huh. Not a better combination of how Pun <laughs> did it on Capital. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Ne- never gonna be a better like 
It was perfect. And that album came out at a good time, too, because it was right before the summer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything that's released right before the summer, you already know what you're playing in your deck that year. Yeah. <clears throat> so, all right, I'm going to go to May 5th. Fiend, there's one in every family. Now, those who heard my Underrated Legends show, Fiend was actually in my top 10 Underrated Legends. And that was also and his this, album, right? It was his, no, that's his second album, because his first album was called I Won't Be Denied. Yeah. But it wasn't on No Limit, and it didn't get the national push that um, There's One in Every Family got. But this was the first album when you opened, you know, the CD liner. This is the first album that had Snoop Dogg in the Coming Soon section. Mm. So you saw that the ink was dry, and that Snoop Dogg was a No Limit soldier. This is before the internet, because I'm certain when Snoop signed his contract, if it was today, We'd see it on the internet and be like, "Oh, cool, Snoop signed with No Limit." Well, so it was a... before the internet. It was before the internet as a social media presence. Right, right, right. That's that's what I meant. I'm sorry. But other than that, but, the internet was whack. Right. So when I saw when I opened the CD, well, I had the cassette tape. When I opened the cassette tape and saw coming soon, Snoop Dogg, I was like, "Holy shit!" And he had his tank on and everything. So. That was a big CD, and just for those who don't listen to Fiend or don't know who Fiend is, this is the album I want y'all to start on. Don't start with greatest hits or anything. Start with this CD right here. <clears throat> May 12th was a huge release also. DMX's It's Dark and Hell is Hot. His debut album. His debut. All this watching soundtrack came out that day, but DMX. DMX was what New York was missing at that time. Yeah, not only was it his debut album, it was like the debut for Swiss Beats. For like Swiss Beats and the Rough Rider, the Rough Rider Collective. Yeah, like on a national scale. Right. So, and also, that album is one of the only CDs that I could play all the way through without skipping a song. So, shout out to DMX for that. May 19th, AZ released Pieces of a Man. DJ Jazzy Jeff and DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince released Greatest Hits. Soldier Slim released Given to Him Raw. And my favorite my favorite release this day was Eight Ball's debut solo album, Lost. Triple CD. Triple CD. For those who got the CD in its early pressing, there was a third disc that came with it. And it was Swab House. Yeah, it was a Swap House Tester CD. Mm-hmm. A-Ball still had four songs on it, but, you know, you had artists like, you know, Cannabis, Cannabis had a CD on it. Psychodrama had a, you know, song on it. Like, it was a dope CD. The third CD was dope. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, after that, we got June 2nd. Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn's Make It Rain. Onyx's Shut Em Down. And Master P's The Last Dawn. I'm not going to talk too much about The Last Dawn because I could be here all day. I will say this, though. With my first ever paycheck, in 1998, I got my first job. I was 16, got my first job. The first thing I bought on my paycheck, I bought the Notorious B.I.G.'s Life After Death to replace the one that I was missing. I bought a bag of popcorn from Walmart, and I bought bought MP The Last Dawn. 
which was weird, which was dope because it had a, a, damn, a lenticular cover. A lenticular yeah, cover. Is, it's when you move it and it looks like the object in the picture is moving. Correct. And it was his hand. It was his hand holding a gold cross. Yeah. And it was swaying side to side. That was like the dopest thing in the world. And um, I remember disc one was red and disc two was blue. Do they even make lenticular things anymore? I haven't seen that in a long I haven't, time. I was about to say, I haven't seen a lenticular anything in Lord knows how long. But that was real dope. Right. So June 16th comes the release of Devin the Dude's debut album, The Dude. The Dude. And Zero has his debut, Look What You, um, Look what you Did to Me. Both of them from Houston. Correct. Correct. So June twenty third, John Forte releases Poly Sci. For mm-hmm. those who don't know a song on there, he had a song called Pass the Message, which was pretty dope. He was a part of the refugee camp. Exactly. Shout out to Wycliffe and Praz. Mm-hmm. June thirtieth. The Black Eyed Peas released their debut behind the front. They had a song on there called Joints and Jams that I want everybody to check out. That's the jam. Right? Turn it up and play it again. A lot of people don't know that jam, though. We're going to call that alternative hip-hop. Right. So, also that day on June 30th, the Death Squad releases El Nino. El their Nino. Debut. Their Red debut Man. and only album. And Keith Murray. Exactly. July 7th was two of my favorite hip-hop releases that year, and these two albums are still in my hip-hop top 20. Can't enable Am I My Brother's Keeper and N-O-R-E by Noriega. Dope. <clears throat> I want to stop. I actually want to stop and talk about N-O-R-E real fast. Do you know when Noriega released the N-O-R-E album? I haven't heard a song on the radio. I didn't hear anything. I bought it off the strength of the World Report. I actually heard he had a video for N-O-R-E that only got played like maybe once. I've never like seen they, a video. They, he had a video and they gave it no <clears throat> airplay. I saw the video for Band for TV though. I saw that later, but like as far as like Rap City, they gave it no right. love. None. But obviously, I had love because when I went to go get it that same day, it was sold out. I got it. I was able to get the day of because they held my CDs to the side. I just had to go to Citadel Mall. <clears throat> yeah, they held my CDs to the side when I went to go buy CDs. That's how often I was in the CD store. So, big shout out to NORE. Ju- July fourteenth, the Beastie Boys released "Hello Nasty," which was the highest day, de- um, the highest selling debut hip hop CD that year. And that was like the return of the Beastie Boys, so to speak. Correct. They just took a seven year hiatus. Mm-hmm. So, and as you mentioned before, like the Black Eyed Peas, it was alternative hip hop. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> July 21st was a big day also. That was Cameron's Confession to Fire. Debut CD. Nate Dogg's G-Funk Classics Volumes 1 and 2. Debut yeah. album. Mm-hmm. Mac Shellshocked. Debut album. Another No Limit release. Sons of Man. The Last Shabby First. Debut album. Wu-Tang. And Wu-Tang Killer Bees, The Swarm. 
I, that was like my favorite compilation. So you know what two albums Two Gun already picked up that day. Sorry, <laughs> like uh, you're about the swarm. Like if you're a person who never, like say you're younger, twenty five right. and under. If I right. want you to hear something about like Wu Tang or that era compilation, I'll put on Wu Tang Killer Bees the Swarm and let it ride through. Word word. Gives you yeah, I'm about to say it gives you a taste of everything that we had to offer, like a sample platter. Yeah. Main so, main members, affiliates, everything was just dope. Right. So August fourth was Snoop Dogg's No Limit debut. The game is to be sold, not to be told. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first heard this C D, I didn't like it. Because you know, you're so used to Snoop on West Coast beats to hear him on these down south beats that try to front us West Coast, you were just like, eh. You know what I mean? It, grew, it did grow on me. It, it grew on me too, so. But it had the dopest lead single. I gotta give him that. Um, the, lead si- what, what, um, the lead single was um, Top Dollar with my gold. Yeah, with Top Dollar with my gold fleet color. Still a G thing was the name of the song. I was just like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, Still a G thing. That's my shit. And that's the first time I seen Master P in a video because he shaved his mustache. I'm like, this motherfucker looks weird as shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made his face look long like a horse. <laughs> so, shout out to Snoop Dogg. August 11th. Another good day for hip-hop releases. E-40 released The Element of Surprise, which was a double album. Uh-huh. Funkmaster Flex released The Mixtape Volume 3. Dope CD. Compilation with everybody on it. Everybody. Killer Army, Dirty Reppin' Tree came out. Dirty Reppin' Reed. So, One of my favorite albums. That's correct. If you go back to the first show that... If you go back to the sh- first show that Two Gun and I ever did, he mentions his album. Mm-hmm. So, also, M.O.P. released First Family for Life. Dope album. Super sick. Some of the best I'll- DJ Premier production, too. August 18th, I'm not really going to cover too much because that was Kid Rock's Devil Without a Cause. Fuck him. And MC Light released 7 and 7, which is her worst CD in my opinion. It had, it had a couple things on there, though. What, Cold Rocker Party? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. So, August 25th, two CDs that stick out. Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Debut solo album and um, exhibits 40 Days and 40 Nights. His debut album, another cat on Loud Records, too. Shout out to Loud, yeah. Loud Records was very big back then, absolutely. So, September 1st, Big Ed, No Limit Artist, releases his debut, The Assassin. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Big Ed. And Fat Joe releases Don Cartagena. Another dope album. Super fucking dope. I still listen to my world like three times a week. <laughs> like that song gives me a swag like no other. Yeah, so, that was a good album though. It, it, very solid. Dope fucking CD. Actually, it was Fat Joe's first CD that I could listen to all the way through. I think it was the first one to go gold, if I'm not mistaken. That's his first gold album. Yes, it is. So, shout out to Fat Joe. 
September 8th, Cannabis releases his debut album, Can I Bus? Mm-hmm. And Skullduggery releases his second CD on No Limit, These Wicked Streets. I thought we wasn't going to talk about Skullduggery. Fuck no. He falls in the R. Kelly category. <laughs> Fuck him. And the only reason why he's mentioned is because he released the CD in 98. Yeah, and it probably was garbage. It wasn't bad. It's his best album to me. Yeah. But I don't listen to it nowadays. Yeah, fuck Skullduggery. Fuck him. So, September 15th, another No Limit debut. Magic releases Sky's the Limit. And like I said, rest in peace, Big Ed. Rest in peace, Mr. Magic. Mm-hmm. So, September 22nd, a big day. The Big Timers release How You Love That Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Flipmo Squad releases The Imperial. And th- that CD doesn't get the credit it deserves. It doesn't. I mean, that's one of the best label compilation albums of all time. And it wasn't and, even more like a label compilation. It was like a crew compilation. Right. And I didn't know Split Star can actually rap. Yeah. I thought he was just Bust a Sidekick. Because remember, he rapped on the NORE album. Yeah, um, Body in the Trunk. Not Body in the Trunk, but um, oh god, the uh, song do 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 Assignment. The Assignment, yeah. Uh, Bust Rhymes had my favorite line in that song. He says, <laughs> we got that nutter butter, that thick creamy shit from the gutter. Uh, your yeah, mother yeah. loves, he said, your mother loves the son like he, uh, your mother loves the other son like you ain't even his brother. I was like, that's some cold shit. That's Bust Rhymes for you. Word. So, but um, like I said, Big Timers, Flip Mode Squad, and Razzcast releases Resassination. And I'm a, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I didn't get on Razzcast until this year. Wow. And, Resa- and Resassination is such a dope fucking album. I really Rest- wish I listened. Razzcast is one of the best lyricists <laughs> to come out of the West Coast ever. Absolutely. And I think the reason why I really didn't catch up on Razzcast at that time is I was so big in No Limit and Down South Rap. And Cat's Music didn't have Razzcast's album mm-hmm. at all. So I had to literally play catch up. Now, it's worth it. <clears throat> the biggest release date in hip hop in 98 was September 29th. And almost all these albums are classic in my eyes. Black Star releases. Most Def and Talib Kweli are Black Star. Super fucking album. Mm-hmm. Brand Nubian releases The Foundation, which is my favorite Brand Nubian album. Jay-Z releases Volume 2, Hard Knock Life, which was his first number one debut. And one of the, another one of the reasons why hip-hop just went to a new plateau. A- absolutely. Yeah, with, with so. that album and the Hard Knock Life tour, everything was just coming together. Exactly. And Def Jam was actually, Def Jam was showing that 10 plus years later that they were still a big powerhouse as they were in, you know, in the 80s. And, and, and 98 was a year of hip-hop labels and hip-hop crews coming out. You know? <clears throat> Absolutely. Shutting shit like, down. And it's so funny because at that time, you couldn't see a person without their homeboy or their mans in them. You know what I mean? Like, everywhere you saw Jay, there was Bean and Bleak right there. Everywhere you saw Raekwon, Ghost was right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
meth was always there with, you know, either Ghost or Ray. Mm-hmm. I wonder why those three had the tightest bond. I don't know, but um, that's how that's how I rolled. Like even if you watch, you know, in this Shashela Ghost video, mm-hmm. all the Wu members were actually in that video, with the exception of Dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how Dirty Dirty is Dirty, <clears throat> right? Might but um, probably was locked up. No Limit released Mean Green that day, which is a gold selling compilation. Outcast releases Equimini, and do you know this is the second time, just the first time that Jay Z and Outcast released on the same day? Wow! Because two years later they would do it again with Equimini. Mm-hmm. I'm not Equimini, but um, Stankonia. St- Stankonia. Stankonia was released the same day the Dynasty was. Mm. <clears throat> and the Tribe Called Quest releases their final album for the time being, The Love Movement. Love Movement. Big fucking day. I'll re- rename the albums again. Black Star, Brand Nubian, Jay-Z, Mean Green Compilation, Outcast, and A Tribe Called Quest. It's pretty strong. And, you know, the, and the funny thing about that is every single album that day went at least gold, including mm-hmm. Brand Nubian. That gave Brand Nubian their only charted, um, certified album. Mm. <clears throat> so that was a huge day for hip-hop that day. And I remember going broke. Because my paycheck was like 129 And I wanted all those albums that day. And they all came out to like 118 So I had $10 to last me for a week. I only got one of them. Oh, which one did you get? The Hard Mat Life. The highest selling one that day. Yeah, I got Black Star later. <clears throat> but um, I got all those that day. And I only had $10 to last me for the rest of the week. Because she was eating so. checkers. No, I wasn't even eating. I was eating ramen. <laughs> I was eating you know, ramen. It's a funny story. I didn't taste ramen noodles until I was like 23 years old. Get the fuck out of here. I, I, I <laughs> didn't quite understand it. <laughs> like, this shit is like 35 cents. Like, what is it? What could it possibly taste like? Right. But you know what's so funny, though? Do you know ramen noodles go with everything? Yeah. So, but October 6th, <clears throat> Busy Bone releases Heaven's Movie. I Crazy, Bo- Crazy Bone releases Thug Mentality 1999. Oh, a fucking insanely good double album. Mm-hmm. Cypress Hill releases Cypress Hill 4. Corrupt releases Corruption. Double album. Oh, absolutely. And that was his that, that was his album after leaving Death Row. Correct. That was his debut solo. Mm-hmm. Mac Ten releases my favorite Mac Ten release, The Recipe. PM Dawn, which ugh, I don't even want to name this. <laughs> PM Dawn releases an album called Dearest Christian. I am very sorry for bringing you here. I'm here. Love Dad. I don't even know if that was on the album, but I used to like that song. Prime Suspects releases Guilty to a Proven Innocent, another No Limit CD. Nobody bought that but you. It still went gold, so 500,000 people had to buy it. They just bought it to buy it. They bought it to see what other albums were coming out. 
That's probably true. Yeah, I know it's true. <clears throat> Name a song <clears throat> of that album. The title track, Guilty to Prove It Innocent. Yeah, or, you can do, <laughs> or you can do Liquidation of the Ghetto. Yeah. But you actually <laughs> like the album. I do like the album. I actually like this album. This is one of my top 10 favorite No Limit albums. Okay. Really? <clears throat> Honestly. I got to go check that out then. Um, I'll probably email it to you. Mm. So that way you don't got to sit there and buy a $30 copy online. Well, it's probably on the uh, the thing, right? On the uh, the uh... oh shit! I I gotta I gotta mail this hard drive out to you. Uh huh. Yeah, I still gotta mail that. So don't. I'm not gonna email it to you. I'm gonna send you a hard drive. Yeah, I can wait. August thirteenth, the release of Helter Skelter Magnum Force came out. Uh, a dope album. Another boot camp clip release. <clears throat> exactly. So August um October twentieth. The Gambino family, No Limit, released Ghetto Organized. This is one of the No Limit albums that did not certify that year. And another album where you were the only person who bought it. Hey man, track eleven, Studio B. I used to call everywhere I was I used to call everywhere I was going Studio B. Mm. Like dope if I was gonna chill Dope ass album cover. Oh, dope album cover, hell yeah. But like if I was gonna go to your house, it'd be like so where are you going? I said about to kick it at Tone's house, you know Studio B. <laughs> That's I called everything Studio B at that time. So October twenty seventh, Mia X releases Mama Drama, another No Limit Mia album. Yeah. Which believe it or not, do you know I didn't know Mama Drama went double platinum? Really? <clears throat> it did. Wow. It went double platinum and it was number two on the Billboard two hundred that week. Oh. I just cuddle with Mia X. I still want to cuddle with Mia X. What a bed. Mia, if you're listening, which I know you're not, anything could still happen. I see your pictures. Lord Jesus. Yeah, don't get beat up by her husband. I'm not trying to. <laughs> November 3rd, Crucial Conflict releases Good Side, Bad Side. Juvenile releases 400 Degrees. Triple Platinum. No, five-time Platinum. Oh, yeah, over time, but, like, it went triple Platinum pretty fast. Oh, it, yeah, um, within a um, matter of a year. Yeah. <clears throat> and and that, was like the, that was, like, the, the real debut big release from Cash Money Records. It's, absolutely. The, actually, that's the one that had them recoup from the Universal deal. Mm-hmm. That's the one that made all their money back. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one that, that put them on TV. Is that, oh, h- hell yeah. I remember, the first time I saw, I remember the first time I saw the Hob video, they were in like the shittiest part of New Orleans. Word. A bunch of niggas with their shirt off, and I was just like, and they just Cold kept on going from scenes. Yeah, they come on going from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene of these random niggas. I'm like, what the fuck? But I understood, <clears throat> I understood what they were doing. They were keeping it in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So you got to respect that. They took a damn $500,000 video budget and only needed 10 <laughs> and, po- and pocketed the rest. <laughs> Most likely. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that's how it went down. <clears throat> I'm positive. Absolutely positive because if you look at Absolutely Cash Money's perfect. early videos, all of them look the same, just different music. All they needed was the cameraman. 
pretty much. <clears throat> so, and last CD released on November third was Yuck Mouth's Thugged Out the Abulation. Mm-hmm. Was that his for debut? Who, that was his debut solo album. Mm-hmm. On rap for those, yeah. For those who don't understand what Albulation was, it was an album compilation mm. because every song had a featured guest. Almost, mm-hmm. I think Yuck Mouth only did two songs by himself. Still balling. <clears throat> no, still balling had the outlaws. Oh yeah. So, but that's actually in my top fifty favorite rap albums. For those who haven't heard this Yuck Mouth album. I always say for those who haven't heard of Yuck Mouth, because Yuck Mouth is very, very nice on the mic. Oh, he is. So I always say start with this album, but listen to this two first, because Mm. this two was the best material. Okay. And just ease your way into disc one. You had to be a real Yuck Mouth fan to listen to disc one. Mm. So that's as that. And this CD has the second nationwide appearance of Tech Nine. So, shout out to that. November tenth, <clears throat> the Coop releases. Um, the Coop releases is still this album. Who cares? DJ Quick releases Rhythmalism. With the illest perm ever on the front of the album on the, cover. on the album cover. What? <laughs> shout out to Quick. Ghetto Commission, No Limit Cronies releases Wise Guys. Only you bought. I, I did buy it. I actually bought like four copies of this album. You and a bunch of people from Sheep Island? I bought like, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Because every time I got the album stolen, there was a nigga from Sheep Island that stole it. Wow. So, Coogee Rap releases The Roots of Evil. Mm-hmm. And Pete Rock releases my favorite Pete Rock album, Soul Survivor. Dope album. <clears throat> Most so like a compilation, but oh yeah, oh yeah. Meth He's had a producer. Damn. Meth had an ill bar on that. Everything was on that. Debt corrupt and what you call it had that song together. Oh, that was dope. Oh yeah. I think so, it was um, Debt Corrupt and P Rock. Yeah. November seventeenth, the Ghetto Boys releases the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. And I was like, really Ice- return. Yeah, that was, yeah, because, um, actually, no, remember, the resurrection was a return, then Willie D quit the group again, so, yeah, I mean, Bush, no, not, not Willie D, Bush quit quit the group, so this album was just Scarface and Willie D, Mm. because, remember, Bushwick released a solo album earlier, which I mentioned, but, which you didn't mention, I didn't mention it? No. Oh, October 27th, the same day as Mia X. I'm sorry, no mm-hmm. no surrender, no retreat. Sorry so listen at that. your own will. Yeah, Bushwick Bill's albums were not yeah. great. <laughs> not bad, but not great. Is, uh, Fan, um, Phantom of the Raptor is his only good album. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the track Ever So Clear. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, Bushwick Bill, if you know somebody that has the CD, just borrow it or listen to it at their house. I wouldn't spend my own money on it. Right, don't even take it home. So, also on November 17th, Ice Cube releases War and Peace Volume 1, The War Disc. Mm-hmm. And Method Man releases Takao 2000, Judgment, Judgment Day. Day. 
November 24th. Bone Thugs and Harmony, the collection volume one. Mm-hmm. RZA, Bobby Digital and Stereo was released this day. That's like his first official solo album. Correct. Steady Mobbing, No Limit Cronies, releases Black Mafia. Another one that only you bought. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Tupac's second highest selling album, Greatest Hits, was released this day as well. December 1st, 2000, I'm not not 2000, December 1st, 1998, Full Blooded releases Memorial Day. Another one that only you bought. (sighs) Yep, it's a No Limit CD. And this CD didn't go anywhere near gold. This CD stalled out at 181,000 copies. It is No Limit's worst selling CD of all time. What? You didn't know that. You didn't know that, did you? What? What? That this is No Limit's worst selling CD of all time. What? Um, Full Blood Memorial Day? I, 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 I was pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was. The highest it got on, the highest it got on the Billboard charts was. 124. That's no doubt in my mind that probably was the worst. Worst selling No Limit CD of all time. Shout out out to him for making history on that. And you gotta understand, Master P released CDs from his trunk that sold better. Right. (laughs) So. Poor guy. December 8th was a great day in hip-hop history. Buster Rhymes releases ELE. And Redman releases Doc's the Name 2000. Doc's the Name. Which is my brother's favorite Redman album. Yeah, and it kind of put Redman on the, like, global made scale. made him bigger than life. Yeah. yeah, it put him on a global scale. Because he was, for he was actually doing music videos this time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on now. And you gotta say, with Meth was Meth was heavily promoting the album when his was released. Mm-hmm. So he kept on just saying, you know, in three weeks, make sure you get my man Red. Like any MTV, BET, BH1, whatever interview you saw him on when his album was released, he said, "Let's not talk about my album. Give me five minutes to talk about my man Red's album." And this was the debut of a Red Man mascot. That's true. Yep, because he was on the cover. Mm-hmm. Busting through the brick wall. Busting through the wall. Right. Shout out to Newark, New Jersey. Yep. So, also. The bricks. December 15th, Mystical releases Ghetto Fabulous, No Limit album. <laughs> no Limit debut, right? No, his No Limit debut was 97 and Unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. This was the second album, but this is his first number one album on the Billboard chart. Okay. And DJ shout out to Mr. His weave, his weave plaits. Right. He had plastic hair, and a lot of people didn't know that. Yeah. He didn't start showing his actual hair until the um, Let's Get Ready album cover, mm-hmm. which he actually had hair long enough to grow. <laughs> right. So um, <clears throat> on December 15th, also, DJ Clue releases The Professional. Now, I'm going to give you some history, um, Two Gun. Which artist on Rockefeller Records went platinum? Other than Jay-Z? <clears throat> other than Jay-Z. There's only two other than Jay-Z. DJ Clue and I want to say Cameron. 
Those are the only three artists on Rockefeller to go platinum. <clears throat> DJ Clue went um platinum with the professional. That shit was dope. It's of what? Fantastic Four. Was that on Def Jam? Um, it was Def Jam Rockefeller Desert Storm. So it was a part of the Def Jam 2000 campaign. Was that like the debut of Fabulous? Yes, but his name was Fabulous uh, Sport. Fabulous. Dun, 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 dun. <clears throat> yeah, his name was Fabulous Sport at the time. Mm-hmm. So, and the last hip hop release of two. I'm I keep on saying two thousand because I just said Def Jam two thousand. But the last hip hop release of nineteen ninety eight was DMX's Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. DMX is the two first. One. Def, DMX is the first rapper to have two number one debuts in the same calendar year. Right. <clears throat> like, that's insane. And he had two albums of solid material. Shout out to whoever was whipping up that crack for DMX. Like, I, I always talk about this. People always say, you know, well, DMX in his prime. I said, what are you talking about? DMX came out in his prime. <laughs> like, what? For real. Like, DM- DMX's first four albums. No, I say first three because the Great Depression wasn't that good. It was, it was good, though. It was pretty good. It was good, but it wasn't that good. Nah. DMX's first, let's just say five albums because Grand Champ was dope, too. Mm-hmm. DMX's first five albums, not only did they all debut at number one, they were all good. DMX actually went backwards. Most artists have to do one or two albums before they reach, you know, their final form. <clears throat> DMX came out in his final form and went backwards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and his Ludacris. And his sold more than all of his other CDs combined. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know DMX has an album that's seven time platinum. And poor DMX. I blame Party Up for that one. <laughs> I hated that song. Uh, I did too, so. Y'all gonna make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. Lord Jesus. So, with that being said, you know, that's the good. So, people died in 98 also. And I want to talk about a few of those people. 98 bought us the death of Sonny Bono. In a fucking tree. We talked about that a few weeks ago, too, ironically. Mm-hmm. It also bought the death of Houston rapper Fat Pat. Mm-hmm. The death of Frank motherfucking Sinatra. That old blue-eyed devil. Oh, man. Frank was gangster, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Don Rickles tells a funny joke about <laughs> Don Rickles tells a funny story about um Frank Sinatra though. Mm. Like um Frank Sinatra was, you know, always hung People out with he always hung out with mob bosses, right? So Vegas. they went to the um what was it called? The 2020 club, right? Mm. They went to the 2020 club and Frank was um Frank was sitting next to Don Rickles. And the Major D at the restaurant pissed him off. So Frank Sinatra was like, look, don't bring that guy back to my table. The guy went back to the table and Frank Sinatra took a bottle of ketchup and threw it at him and shattered it against his head. Mm. 
So Don Rickles, everybody's gasping. Don Rickles looks at Frank and goes, um, could you please pass the ketchup? <laughs> like, like, you can't understand. Frank Sinatra was gangster, but a lot of people, oh, God, he was fucking untouchable. Like, come on, how can a person with that much power have that much mob ties, too? Yeah. Shout out to Frank. Also died that year was Rob Pilatus. A lot of people don't know who he is. That's half a Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. Not even on the right, the dark skin one. No, the light skin one. The light skin one. Yeah, the light skin one. The dark skin one has Robert. a. Yeah, the dark skin one has a dope interview with DJ Vlad. If you ever get a chance to look at that. Really? Yeah, his name is Fab Marvin. Yeah. So James Earl Ray died that year. For those who don't know, he's the guy who was accused of killing Dr. Martin Luther King. Streetball legend Earl the Goat Manigault died that year. Phil Hartman was murdered by his wife that year. <laughs> I laughed after that. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's <clears throat> Jun- Junkyard Dog died that year, who's a wrestler. WWE. Flojo, who was a sprinter, died that year. And she was so gorgeous. What? Florida Evans Escarole died that year. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> Flip Wilson died that year. They come to judge. And the fine-ass Michelle Thomas died that year. For those who don't know who she is, that was Myra on Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Lord, Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so, like, 1998 was such a dope fucking year. And it's 20 years. 20 years ago, right? Now, to let you know my mind frame in 1998, like I said earlier in the the podcast, I just got my first job at this time. Mm -hmm. So, my, my, my mind frame was, okay, good. I felt like a man because I was able to work, bring money in the house. I was able to buy my own clothes, Buy my own shoes. The Jordan 13s just came out this year. What was your first job? Waffle House. I worked at Waffle House. I was a cook at Waffle House. Okay. And you probably ate good too. What? Like, I ate when I came in. I ate in the middle of my shift, mm-hmm. and I ate going home. Mm. <clears throat> like I didn't have to ask my parents for shit. Well, we're almost an hour in. Oh, yeah. So, why don't you tell where your mind was at in 98 and we'll go ahead and close it out? I have no idea. I was just school. Oh, I know high school shit. I did high school too. I forgot. Yeah, just high school shit. I'm sitting there talking like I quit school and shit. (laughs) Trying to feel on titties and buy CDs. Hey. That's about it. This is before the porn era. So for those yeah. high school students now, be glad y'all got the internet, smartphones, and shit like that, because porn was hard oh, yeah. to come by. We had to find tapes, and they usually were either red or green. What? <coughs> red, green, or orange. Yeah. So. And they had 30 minutes of commercials before it started. What? Like, by the time you get past to the commercials, like, that's all you needed. 
pretty much it's like, you know what? I didn't want to watch the storyline yeah, anymore. Word. <laughs> word. I'm Digga Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. Two Gun, introduce us with some closing words, please. In 1998, it was a very good year. Right, 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 right. That's all I got to say. <clears throat> all right. Please do some homework, too. Listen to some of these albums. Like, go Please. back. Oh, man. Killer Army. Killer Army, Sons of Man. Put a few, no, lim- put a few no Limit CDs in your deck. You know. Charge it to the game, maybe. Life or death. You know, and, anything that we said, just go check out something. You might be a fan of those artists, but you might not have heard that particular album. Nor Yeager. Definitely check out that one. All right, so <clears throat> my, my closing words are going to be Good Day America. This is Mr. No Limit. So do you want to get rid of <laughs> Gangster Rap? But what if Gangster Rap gets rid of you? How'd you like the apples? <laughs> You want your kids to grow up listening to good American music, but they don't want that. They want that about it, about it shit. <laughs> if it wasn't for people like me and my reality music, you couldn't pay for a meal. I'm tired of you fucking hustlers following me around, tapping my phone, and overtaxing my money. Do you know what a hustler is? It's a pink who don't fly straight, but it's okay. It's okay. Because the last time you listen to this tape, it'll be the last time you hear a bad guy like me. So silly yours, you cockroaches. This is Master P, The Last Dawn. <laughs> From Master P, The Last Dawn album. That was the first lines of the whole CD. Yeah, no. Word, so. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls across the world, thank you for listening to myself and Two Gun. Thank you for giving us an hour of your time. I have no idea what the next show is going to be about, but you're probably going to find out once we drop it. Yep. So, on behalf of myself and Two Gun, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, God bless and good night, Two Gun. We out. Your shirt. Your shirt looks like a dish rag. Nigga, your shirt look like a curtain. Later. Peace.